Good morning, friends. As some of you know, if you've been watching my live posts on Facebook in the last uh, week or so, I've also been conversing uh, fairly often with quite a number of uh, guys at Hunt Correctional and Angola Prison in Louisiana. They're dealing with all kinds of uh, problems down there uh, that are connected with the coronavirus. Uh, one good friend has already passed away from it. Uh, guys are experiencing fear and frustration, a little bit of anger and some other things. So I've been writing to encourage them as best as possible. Uh, but one of the last uh, notes that I got, uh, somebody mentioned that he had been sharing the messages I've written with the fellow believers, and I wrote him back and said, um, maybe not just the believers, but why not share it with everybody because you are called to be a witness. And um, so today's message is what I am going to be sending out again this week. And so uh, this is going to be more or less directed to the guys in prison but it's also directed to people who are listening today, too, because uh, you, too, need to be a witness. So what I'm going to say at the beginning is simply this. Uh, speaking to um, the guys down at prison, it go this way. Uh, dear friends at Angolan Hunt, some of you who have heard or read my messages lately might be thinking, but Doc, I'm not an inmate pastor. I'm not a Bible college student or a seminary graduate. Must I be a witness to Jesus as well? Well, to be blunt, my friends, my Bible and yours says yes. So allow me to offer four biblical reasons why every Christ follower should be, must be a witness, or if you like another term, an evangelist. Here's reason number one. The commands to witness were given to all followers of Jesus. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and here it comes, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria, even to the ends of the earth. Now, this verse gives a command from the risen Lord to all his followers. Now, we can no more restrict the command to witness than we can restrict the promise of the Spirit. Paul, when he wrote to the Corinthians, and this is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 18 to 20, all this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself, and here it comes again, gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and here it comes again, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, here's the third thing in his little section, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Now, friends, there are other verses that reflect on this ministry of witnesses for all believers, by all believers. You can look up things like Matthew 5, verses 14 to 16, 1 Peter 3, 15, Philippians 2, 14 to 16, Colossians 4, verses 5 and 6, and 1 Peter 2, verse 9. But there's a second reason, the example of ordinary believers in the early church. Now, certainly the apostles sought to evangelize and disciple other people, but we see ordinary believers sharing the gospel as well. You may remember that following the stoning of Stephen, you can read this in Acts chapter 1, it says, Acts chapter 8, verse 1, 
And there arose on that day a great persecution against the church of Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Did you get that? The apostles stayed behind, but everybody else scattered. Now, what do those ordinary scattered believers do? Well, keep on reading. Acts 8 verse 4 tells us, Now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. In other words, they were about sharing the gospel. They were about witnessing with others. You see, the chief witnesses in the expansion of Christianity were not those who made it their occupation. But there were men and women who earned their livelihood in some purely secular manner and then spoke of their faith to those whom they met in this natural fashion. Here's reason number three. The stewardship the gospel imposes on us. Now, Jesus reminds us in Luke 12, verse 48, everyone, did you get that? Everyone to whom much was given, of him much will be required. We have been given no greater gift than the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, and no greater calling than to share that message of good news with other people, whether we are a pastor or whether we're just a member of a body of Christ. And Paul expresses it well in 2 Corinthians 5.14, for the love of Christ controls us. It compels us to do it. And here's reason number four. It has to do with the work of ministry that's talked about in Ephesians chapter four. In this chapter, Paul notes different offices in the church. It's apostles and prophets and evangelists, shepherds and teachers. And he declares part of the reason that God gifts the church with such leaders is so that they will equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. That's in Ephesians 4.12. And we should certainly include evangelism or witnessing in the work of ministry. Now, Ephesians 4 certainly raises the challenge for people who are serving as pastors, whether they're inmate pastors or <laughs> outmate. I don't know if there's such a word, but people who are up, uh, uh, free people. I mean, are we training our people to be witnesses? Are we setting an example for them in our own personal work? There are many approaches to sharing the gospel. The only fixed method is the message, telling others about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, my last thing that I'm going to write in this letter is really addressed to the inmate pastor friends of mine and other key leaders. And it's um, pretty straightforward. This is what I'm going to say to them. Pastors, you can say to your people with confidence, you are called to be a witness for Jesus in both word and deed. As leaders, you need to challenge not only with your preaching and teaching, but also with your example, and take great confidence in the gospel. For, as Paul said in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. So let's go back to that original question I asked. Do I need to be a witness too? Do I need to share the gospel? Well, I think, friends, the answer is pretty obvious. It's yes. Until next time, see the vision, live the mission, and feel the passion.